Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You are now listening to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yes, welcome back to the Molten Fantasy Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Brain, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Matty, the Supercoach Matrix. And mate, we've just made it through the first round of the NRL. I've been waiting for football for, I think it's been nearly 150 days and first round's done, mate. How did you, how'd you find round one? Yeah, yeah. It was, oh, there was a lot more close games than I thought. Um, yeah, it's Good to be back in the studio. It's we banged out a lot of content at the uh, in the preseason and went through each team individually and went through each position and um, yeah, and then hadn't hadn't been on since Tuesday. So uh, it's yeah, it's good to be back. And yeah, starting to get the shakes a little about. bit. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we could just do a halftime one next time. We might have to. I think I, w- I would have been able to do a pod halfway through the Eels Storm game, honestly. There's there's enough to talk about. There's so much to go through. And look, you know, the the big thing for us is we we don't want to drag these out too much. We know that people like short, sharp content. So we're not going to go into every single player, but we do want to review the the round. You know, we want to make sure we go through all of the talking points when it comes to Supercoach so that people can make the right decisions when they get to Monday and and lockout opens up and uh, everybody wants to make their two trades. Um, but the one thing I think is relevant to talk about today is the fact that we should not overreact to round one. I don't know about you, Maddie, but I've made uh, some pretty poor decisions from round one uh, pretty early on in, in previous years due to the fact that I'm, you know, jumping at potentially the fact that a team didn't perform the way I thought they would or a player didn't perform the way I thought they would. And I traded them out and I've regretted it. So I think round one, we're seeing some combinations come together. We're seeing some teams start to, I guess, gel a little bit. Um, and we'll talk through all of that today and, and the trades that we're probably looking to make as well at the back end, mate. But let's get stuck in straight away. I'm not going to waste any time. Storm, round one, Thursday night, football's back. Storm, 16, beat the Eels, 12. What a banger of a game to kick off 2023. Yeah, it was in it was in Golden Point too. 
So uh, a few missed field goals. Everybody looked real clunky. Um, yeah, we had some good forwards performing super coach wise, uh, probably due to the clunkiness of the game. And, you know, there was mistakes made as soon as the ball started getting passed around or anything like that. Um, who do you have in your team that, that played for the Eels and the Storm? And that's probably a good place to start. I had the GOAT, Jermaine Hopgod, who oh. scored 101. And look, mate, that's 101 in pure base as well. And there's 40% of super coaches at the moment probably deleting the app because they don't have him. I'm assuming you yeah. do, right? Yes, I had him. I played him. I even had uh, blokes I was talking to that had him and didn't play him because he's like, oh, he's a 298K chief. He, I played, I don't know, Teague Wilton instead of him. Mistake. Yeah, that's bad. That's bad. We'll get to Teague Wilton. Um, he's in my team as well. But I also had Matty Dory, who got 34, a little bit disappointing. But, you know, again, my hope, my hopes went super high with Matt Dory. So I'm not overly concerned with his role at the moment. I think he's got a better role than Cartwright um, with, with Sean yep. Lane coming back in God knows when. Could be anywhere between two to four, six weeks. So I'm yeah. not too worried about him. A popular... A couple of other popular cheapies on that Eels team. Um, Josh Hodgson got 60. Um, I thought he looked really ordinary to start and got a, got a few garbage points. Um, but he is an 80-minute hooker that we saw, um, which surprised me. And, yeah. Um, yeah, could look, I think there's better options out there. But, yeah, scored well. Let me ask I was you surprised this. When, I, when I looked and he scored. 60 to be honest. Yeah, me too. I was I was shocked. Um, but in saying that, let me ask you this. If, if you could get a sub 350k hooker that got you 60, would you be upset? No, no. Because I, I certainly wouldn't be. I mean, he's definitely not the option that most people have gone with, but you wouldn't be upset with a 60. I'd, I'd take that. No. And he'll, he'll oh, you'd be, make some nice You'd be cash. happy. It's surprising. It's very surprising. Yep. Mm. Another guy, Christian Welch, who is relatively popular, um, 67. Uh, he looked great. He got the arm free for a few offloads, which I think is what everybody was looking at. Personally, that's what I was looking at, uh, whether he gets the arm free, whether Bellamy lets him offload, basically, um, and he did. He yep. got, I think, three or four offloads. So, mate, very good signs for Christian Welch at 460K, 67, mate. That, that's that's a really good start from him. Um, yeah, no I think one he was priced to an average in the 40s. Um, so yeah, you're having a blinder if you've got him as your, uh, as your second front row forward or plenty of people at him as, as their first. So absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, an- another guy that was not very well owned that had a break even of around that same price range, Josh King. How good was he? Big minutes for Josh King. What did he finish with? Uh, 96. Um, do you see those minutes staying where they were? Because I, I think he would have played probably, what was it, 65-plus from memory. Yeah, well, he got an extra four minutes with overtime, so I don't really see him staying exactly there. Um, but, yeah, I wasn't sure. I thought maybe more like a 55-minute roll than a 60-minute roll. Um, I don't think we can expect 96 from him every week, but he did impress me. He played it 81 minutes. look at 450. Pa- oh, there you go. Yeah, so they're expecting him to be a 70-minute. And I think when you've got injuries like they did, um, it, it makes it a little bit a little bit tricky. But they didn't really use their bench too much either. They, I, I mean, Alec McDonald played thirty four minutes, Jordan Grant twenty eight, um, but they were 
essentially the only couple of forwards on the on the bench with Bronson Garlic playing 18 minutes. Tyron Wishart played a bit 31 minutes through. Um, because of injuries. Yeah, that's right. I mean, are they going to be relying on Josh King to play big minutes this year? Because if they are, and this is a trend, and this is something that continues even next week or the week after, he's a serious, he's a serious look, Josh King. At 450K, um, he was dual last year, and he lost that. Um, he's dual again, I'm pretty I, sure, from memory. He's dual again. No, no, he's lost the front row forward. Did he? Oh, no, he is to RF, you're right. That's a shame. Yeah, so like you, those there's lots of mid-tier second-row forwards that we'll talk about that were really disappointing over the weekend. Hey, um, put Josh King in your watch list. Yeah, he's in mine for sure. And, mate, a guy that we both faded um, to our demise is Harry Grant. Mate, the, I was super happy up until overtime. <sighs> we were looking good. Sub-70 was probably looking accurate for Harry Grant. He, I mean, he, he made 50 ta- 52 tackles or something. So, I mean, he didn't get the attacking points you'd expect from Harry Grant normally. Uh, and then that try at the end, he got the line break, he got the tackle bust. He, you know, it. Yeah, I think he got 25 to 30, close to 30 points in that last play to win the game for him. And, that, and that's what you expect from Harry Grant. He's, you know, the best hooker in the game. It's just disappointing as a non-owner to see him get overtime or, you know, golden point try uh golden point buffer of stats um so yeah do you do you see him playing 80 minutes every every week now no no i, d- I don't think so uh, it just depends what what this lineup looks like but I, I, don't, I don't see him playing 80 i don't think they need him to to be honest um i mean he's so used to playing 60 65 that's all you need from him to get 80 points because you know he's that good it's just a bit tricky to see who fills into that role aside from tyron wishart at this point yeah, and we'll let's uh, talk about the elephant in the room, Cam Munster. Three to four weeks, tough, isn't it? I mean, you're paying premium. He is for Cam tough. Munster. He is. Okay, went out with a busted finger. Um, you know, it was a compound fracture, so straight through the skin. Um, and the reason he's going to miss three, two to I think it was two to three weeks initially, could be more. I don't know. Um, is because obviously they've got to clean the wound out. Um, cause there's a risk of an infection there with compound fractures. I think it was a compound dislocation. I don't think there was a fracture present, but even yeah, then they've yeah. got to clean the wound out. Um, which is, you know, you, you've got a big risk of infection within one to two weeks of an open or a compound fracture. So got to be careful that's, there. So yeah, it's a shame a, for people to pay up. That's enough for me to trade him if I've got him. I'm not waiting around for two to three weeks, 850K sitting in the bank. Uh, much the same as the whole Nico discussion that we've all had. Um, I can't can't sit on 800. I don't have him, um, but I can't sit on 850K. So if you've got him, trade him out, get some points on the board, and, um, yeah, work your way this, back into getting him. And there are some fantastic downgrade options at 5'8". That we'll talk about there today that, that that performed well this weekend. So, mate, you've you've got a, a plethora of options that you can go down to to free up some cash. Um, mate, the, the popular guys that didn't perform this weekend, um, Jerome Hughes, uh, he was underwhelming. 43 he finished with. Mitch Moses uh, finished on 16. So, uh, mate, uh, I know that people have been talking about how good Mitchell Moses is going to be and, and that he's going to be a Dally M threat this year, but... Yeah, it didn't translate. And we know that's what you get with Mitchell Moses. It doesn't translate to uh, super coach points very often. Yeah, much. Uh, good player, but doesn't translate when he has a quiet game. 
much like your Ben Hunts and your um, and your Adam Reynolds, like good players, good, great time management, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, didn't come up with the goods. Had some costs, oh, like just couldn't kick a field goal. Like he was in front kicking. Yeah, Dillbags. Yeah. Dillbags was ordinary too. Thirty-two for Dillbags. I've got him in draft, so I was watching him a bit closer than I normally would. Um, and I'm obviously not going to pay up for him in classic to start the season with Parramatta's draw being pretty brutal. But in saying that, I mean, you expect a little bit more from from Dylan Brown. You expect the base to be there, and it just wasn't there the other night. Um, and yep. he, you know, they had extra time. They had golden points. So a few concerns there. Who do you think now? Yeah. Let's get moving back to Munster. Who do you think replaces him? Has to be. I, I sort of had a look at their squad. And it sort of has to be Wishart as much as so I don't really like it. Do you think there's a world where Meany comes into 5'8 and they move a Xavier Coates? Oh, no, he's injured now, isn't he? No, he's injured um, now too. Yeah. There you go. He's I was out gonna for say, four uh, weeks too. It kind of makes sense for a guy like him to go to to go to go the back. Uh, oh, sorry, to go to 5'8. Yeah, I mean, Meany, don't get me wrong, played actually pretty well. He, he played really oh, well at fullback. He, 74 supercoach points. You'd be happy with fi- that in your center wing this week. 5 eight's a pretty important position, though. Do you move Meany into 5-8 and move a wing back to, to fullback for a couple of weeks? Um, I mean, it does muck up the, the dynamic of the team there a little bit. So there are some concerns there. I'm not quite sure how they're going to handle it. But you, you're going to – so your other winger that's actually playing football at the moment coming into next week is Will Warbrick. So what are you putting him at fullback after his second game? Like, yeah, that's right. That's right. And you got young and Tonema Pia. The, storm lost, the storm lost a lot of depth to pay up their big guys and and come in. And they had to play big minutes. Like I reckon if they weren't chasing, you know, Bellamy's, you know, perfect record – um, I don't think Munster comes back onto the field if this is round eight. Nah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, Remus Smith, <laughs> no good. And we called it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was he was my bust. Yeah. So 31, bit of, never been a prominent super coach scorer. So bit again, of, bit of a not relevant. Yep. Um, just, I just want to cover a couple of the second rowers from the storm. Um, Katoa and Loyero, you'd be pretty happy with both their scores, especially after updates. I think Katoa got an extra eight or whatever. So 54 and 47 respectively in that sort of cheap mid tier. Um, you'd be pretty happy with that, with how some of the other second rowers went, went over the weekend. So definitely when you pay mid range price, you ex- realistically, you're going to get mid range scores. So the fact that they've, Pushed above that, what's that, 47 for Loyero, 54 for Katoa. I'm stoked. Stoked with that score if I pick them. Yep. So Yeah, me too. Mate, that takes us into Friday. First game Friday, 6 p.m. was the uh, Warriors versus the Knights. So the Knights 12 lost to the Warriors, 20. A few things, a few good things to take from this game. I think the, the number one thing for me was Ponga actually looked really good. Um, so initially he started really well. He got that try assist close to the line. Um, and then he went quite through the middle of the game, but he actually still finished. Uh, was it close to, I think it was plus 70 after update 72 after updates he finished with. They checked, they I, kept checking his HIA. Did, did you get a chance to, um, sit there, there and watch it? I'd heard, I was, I was driving home at the time. So I'd heard about the first HIA and then, um, then they checked him again. So he did spend a bit of time off the park too. 
yeah, the last 10 minutes, uh, the timing was awful. When you when you look at when you need your best player on the park, it's the last 10 minutes when the game's on the line. Um, but we won't get into the, you know, the decisions by the independent doctor in, in this one. But regardless of whether he went off the park or not, I think he looked good enough for me as if I was an owner, which I'm not, but if I was an owner of Ponga, I'd be pretty happy with how he started and pretty excited about the fact they've got another couple of nice games coming up. Um, I'd be holding Ponga and, and trying to cash in, regardless of whether he's kicking goals or not. I don't think that matters this year. He's in everything. He wants to touch. He wants the ball in his hands. So plenty of positives to take from Ponga. Thanks, um, man. Means a lot. You got him. Yeah, I have him. Yes. <laughs> nice, nice, very good, mate. Otherwise, the Knights look ordinary. They had four yeah, players that not... scored more. Five, sorry, six players that scored more than fifty. I mean. Braley got an update into the 50s, but he was low 40s. It was pretty kind of subpar, I guess, from the Knights, really. They've got dusted up by the Warriors in um, in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, they did. And look, you're not going to look at Lachlan Fitzgibbon. He scored a meat pie and, and you know, that that pushed him up. You'd be pretty happy if you're sitting there with Dan Saifidi, which I know was popular early. I think he finished on like 7 or 8% owned um, and covered that break even um, in a pretty ordinary game. Uh, they moved Kurt Mann into the lineup um, heading in and kept kept Adam Elliott off the bench. But, yeah, there's not much to talk about there. Um, Frizzell got injured. Uh, Phoenix Crossland still ordinary, uh, just in case you want an update there. Um, yeah, I was concerned about how Phoenix Crossland was going to go. He seems pretty relevant to Supercoach this year, so thanks for that yeah, one. Yeah, cool. Well, I've never had so many texts about Braden Trindle in my life, so speaking about <laughs> things, people that aren't relevant. So uh, let's head on to the uh, Warriors, hey? Mate, uh, I'm going to give you my boom. First boom for the season. Boom shakalaka! Um, can you tell me how Tohu Harris went, Matty? Just give me a bit of a rundown on what he scored because I, I don't think I saw. Yeah, so um, you're a coward because you'd have him in your team if, uh, if uh, you truly believed everything that you said. But he played pretty well. He looked back to, um, to his own self. He was involved. Um, his hair looked tremendous and, um, yeah, scored 88 after updates. Um, you'd be very happy, happy as a Tohu owner. And with that handy jewel, um, he could be one to look at if he uh, does the same next week. It did look like he's got a new sponsor. It might've been Garnier maybe. Um, (laughs) but he did look good. He did look good. I am a bit of a coward. I didn't go there. Uh, I prefer Ruben Cotter to be fair, um, who, who performed well as well. But I yep. did draft Tohu, so I'm not a total coward. I'm only a partial <laughs> coward. Um, but f- he looks so good, Tohu. He, he just looked like 2019 Tohu, the guy that just played 75 minutes a game and dominated through the middle. I really like his role this year. He's rotating between prop and lock, so he's playing. there's a bit of ball playing in there along with obviously all the base stats you're going to get from him, the 50 tackles a game. So plenty of excitement there for Tohu. And he's a guy I'll genuinely look at. Um coming into the price change in round three. Yep. Um, a couple of other notes, I guess, on this game, mate. Chance Nickel Klockstad, we, we faded him. We both faded him. We were talking about the fact that, yes, it's great to have a fullback um, in your center wing in Supercoach, but some of them are a trap, and we, we thought Chance Nickel Klockstad would be a trap. My cha- my view hasn't changed on CNK. Is yours? No. Um, yeah, you might have sent me a tweet out. I know that he did get updated to 70. Um but you know he got that he got that line break he got that try. Um, they're not going to be playing the Knights every week, uh, and the Knights looked awful. 
yeah, look, I wonder. Let's see him play some quality games over here in Australia before uh, before the jury comes out. Although, if you were an owner at 330k, you'd be very happy. Absolutely, I think people, and I guess the trap now is: are people going to jump on him in round two, going, "Oh, 70 in round one for a guy that's 330k"? That's exciting. That's yep. trap city for me. Yep. Um, knowing that they've got a pretty tough run coming up. It's it's an avoid for me. You might make a little bit of cash initially, um, but I mean, we look at what he scored. What it's seventy with a try and I think a line break. So that's realistically you're looking at a forty score if you didn't get that. Um, yeah, concerning. That's so. that's 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 all I was I was thinking. And really, at three hundred and thirty k, I think his break even was thirty two. So honestly, forty's probably completely fine. That's tough on numbers at the moment. So. Yeah, um, that's, that's true. <laughs> but um, Sean Johnson rolled out with 74. I'm not going to read too much into that. Basically exactly the same thing. Halfback's a really important position. You have to get it right. And I think as, you know, he looked great. And with every 70, there's going to be a 30. Um, yeah, so don't don't read too much into that. Yeah, that's a good win from New Zealand. Um, there's going to be some yep. inflated scores there. So it's going to be important for people not to kind of – buy too much into the into what happened uh against the knights because they were they were poor but but um, there is a few cheapies that we do need to look at on this uh on this team um and jackson's ford is probably the first of them um 59 280k uh what'd you make of that yeah i mean he played great um the fact that he i think he played nearly 80 minutes didn't he um mm. that this you know yep. he played good minutes Plenty of uh, excitement there again, but my, my concern is that Josh Curran only played 20 minutes. So what do you take from that? You know, it, it, is he playing through some sort of injury they haven't publicized? Uh, I'm not quite sure what to make of it. I don't see Jackson Ford playing big minutes every single week. He did play 80 minutes. I don't see him playing 80 minutes every week. So no. what happens well, Andrew there? Andrew did come out and said that Nia Corey was going to be the guy that played 80 minutes. And as much as people sort of jumped on Jackson Ford towards the end at 280K, like starting it still could reek of trap. Yep. Yeah. Um, speaking of Nia Corey, a bit disappointing, really, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, nearly scored that try. And then we'd be having exactly the same discussions that we're having about with, um, you know, blokes coming forward like Teague Wilton and, um, you know, Nickel Klockstad scoring that try um yeah it was just a bit unlucky with that try but looked really good i think um didn't play the 80 uh which is concerning um might not even be a play next week um but i definitely won't be dropping him uh just a quality footballer i mean 61 minutes isn't bad is it no. So yeah, you'd be happy with 61 minutes from your edge back rower from a guy that you rated and that you looked at through the whole preseason. Like people picked him for a reason and he is a pod still. So it just, you've got to look at the draw. You've got to work out, is it worth me holding this guy? Um, I'll, I'll probably see it out. I'll probably hold him again. Cause I've, there's a couple of other targets I have at the moment. Um, but yeah, not, not enough to panic just yet. I mean, what did he end up scoring? I think it was 35, I think so 34. Yeah. Yeah, not what you want from your 410k mid-range second rower, but there's upside there. Like you said, 60 points if he scores that try. So yeah, we'd be having a very different conversation. Yeah. Um, Willie Army. Um, I actually had him playing in the second row due to some swerves I had right at the end. I've been updating basically every trade I've got on my on my Twitter at SC underscore matrix. But 
decided to get Tony Staggs into my team instead of CNK because I was real nervous about CNK. Got Willie Army. Bit of the silver lining was uh, Willie Army uh, could be a really good cash cow at 234K with a bit of flexibility with his center wing and, and second row forward. I liked what I yeah. saw. Yeah, me too. Pass the eye test for sure. I think that the risk is in the past. He hasn't really been a really super coach relevant player uh, in previous seasons. So I think people have kind of painted him with that brush already this season. But I think it's a different story over in, in uh, New Zealand. He's seemed to have earned that position on merit. So I, I'm sure that uh, they're going to see that out with him. They're going to let him kind of earn that role for the season. Um, and the dual flexibility is golden. The second row, and, and we know that we don't really have many of those options this year, You're two RFs and uh, center wing duels. That there's not many at all this year. So we know that's probably one of the best duels in the game. So he's he started really well. Definitely someone I'm going to look at for sure. Yep. Um, we brushed over Wade Egan. Uh, he did score 99, which I suppose is something that we should talk about, but I'm not expecting that to happen every week. So uh, score to try. Um, look, look serviceable, um, but yeah, look, don't read too much into that either. No, no. The other, the only other guy that's super coach relevant here is Adam Elliott, who started off the bench, thirty nine. Um, like we said in the in Teamless Tuesday uh, during the week, I, I think they're going to ease him into his work a little bit, considering he's coming back from a couple of injuries now. So I'm not panicking about him, but it's great to see him get a lower score because I'm hoping that he drops in price a little bit so that we can pick him up sub 500k. It's something I'm looking to do. I've had him in my team in a, you know the 2000 drafts that I did um, trying to pick my my super coach team, and then 540k with that injury cloud. It uh, just goes to show that you know both you and I made the right decision here for once. So. Yeah, I know we've made it to a few stinkers this off season, haven't we? But we've done all right there. Um, yeah, I think we both we'll we'll have a chat about our scores a bit later, but um, I think you know both pretty good scores. So yeah, not too bad. Could have been much worse, that's for sure. Uh, a little yeah. bit disappointing with my captaincy choice, like most, but that's okay, uh, mate. Let's move on to your Broncos um, one by one point. Yes, look at this. Chest. Show the jersey for everybody watching us on YouTube. You'll see Maddie wearing his Broncos jersey. So, um, I, and you notice that I've taken my Tigers jersey off after the performance this afternoon so uh broncos yeah, 13 um, beat the panthers 12 huge yeah yeah um do you can i stat your place um for you know the grand final um you know after i go watch the uh the broncos play what do you think yeah you can do it mate i'll let you stay <laughs> i'll let you stay because i'll be in bed uh, I'm, not, I'm not watching it because the Tigers won't be there and I'll finish 13th again. So You must not have seen too many grand finals in the last 20 years. So. No, nah, 2005, mate, is my claim to fame. That's that's basically yeah. where it ended for me. You know, we, we made the finals, I think the prelim finals in 2011, but it's been a long 11 years uh, as, a, as a Tigers supporter. So Yeah, but let's, that's a lot of negativity. Let's talk about how good the Broncos were. Um, the Broncos were good. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was scrappy. It was raining. Um, I suppose we're going to start at the top when we're talking about scores, and I'm not going to read too much into Herbie Farnworth's 84 because that comes with two tries. Um, looked really good. Looked great actually. Uh, but for Supercoach, uh, you probably you want to be tonning up if you're scoring two tries. 
You do. You do. Uh, yeah, we, I'm not looking at Farnworth, but impressive. He, he played well. We know he's a quality player and he's off to the Dolphins next year, so I'm sure they're uh, they're excited about that one. Um, Liam Martin's base stats were, were quality, and same with Patrick Carrigan. When we look at their scores, Liam Martin finished with 83, Carrigan 74, Payne Haas 79, Meat and Potatoes got their tackles in. Um, Carrigan was all base, 48 tackles, 16 runs. Martin, 43 tackles, four offloads. Uh, didn't have many runs that game, but he got his he got his work in like he always does. So th- there's no surprise with these guys, and you'd be pretty stoked if you picked up either of those three players, really. Yeah, Liam Martin come with a try though, so you're looking at a lot less than than that there. Um, but Haas and Carrigan, um, I know I had him in in NRL fantasy, and I had Carrigan in a in a thousand drafts, and I just think we just got what was advertised with those two, especially being being a big game like that's matchup proof playing the. Uh, you know, not a lot of points being scored and uh, and scoring that many. Big time, mate. The big talking point is Sonny Luke, 57 in 25 minutes. Um, my note here is that Mitch Kenny is boring. Um, so, and look, to be honest, it's it's true, really. I think I probably said this maybe because I might have had a bet on um, Penrith to beat the Broncos. Maybe I was a little bit annoyed when I wrote these notes. But, um, <laughs> I think Sonny Luke needs to play more minutes next week. Um, it doesn't make sense Do you know for the them to was? place. Yeah, I think it was 55-25. Mitch Kenny played the first 55 minutes. Sonny Luke played the last 25. Yeah, that They just looked clunky uh, with Mitch Kenny. Um, you need to get Sonny Luke out there. Like He's got you know great instinct at hooker. He works around the ruck. You saw a couple of line breaks through the middle of the field. It just looked like a different team when he came on. We saw Penrith do that with Appy last year, and it was that sort of 20... 20 minutes um, or if they were down, which wasn't very often, um, then he'd insert himself a bit earlier. Yeah. But yeah, I think they need to do that. They looked a lot more dangerous with Sonny Luke out there. And I think regardless. Are you looking you know, at Sonny Luke for 230K or whatever he is? I need to see minutes from Sonny Luke. Cause that can, I mean, he's not going to score a try and have all those attacking stats every week in 25 minutes. Is he? He's um no. I I would want to see Sonny Luke come in in the first half and play the rest of the game before I'd probably look at him. But I mean, it's promising based on the cash that he could make from this fifty-seven, that nearly basement price. That that's if positive. You, if you had Sonny Luke, and I know some other podcasters did, uh, that you got absolutely bailed out, big time, big time. I drafted him because I thought that uh, when Tommy Sangster said that he had it on good mail that um, Sonny Luke was going to play the last 55 of the game and Mitch Kenny was going to take the sting out of the game. He's about to break up with his girlfriend at uh, Penrith, I reckon. So. Sounds like it. Sounds like it. So, um, yeah, no good. But anyway, I'm not looking at them initially, but it's a close look to, to Sonny Luke to see what those minutes looks like. Um, and then I think that kind of led into the fact that Cleary was pretty quiet. Penrith's attack was pretty clunky. They just couldn't get going. Uh, and that full credit to the Broncos. They played well. They defended really well. Um, they just couldn't get going. Penrith couldn't get any momentum. We made our mistakes, and then the defense got us got us home. Um, but Cleary, I captained him. Uh, a bit disappointing. Um, would have been having. Oh, sorry, I didn't captain him. Sorry, I captained him in draft. Let's not talk about that. Um, yeah, no. Um, scored fifty three. Um, was just disappointing. But with the weather and everything, um, if you captain him, you probably should have caught on that it was going to be a bit of a grind um and broncos are that sort of mid-tier team that um that can drag you down so definitely mate 
Taruva and To'o are the big talking points here. I mean, obviously, Taruva being 275,000, To'o at 622, I think it was. Um, and To'o scored four more points. So, look, if you were picking between the two of them, I'm taking Taruva every day of the week at the moment, especially because he's on the he's on the left wing. And we didn't suspect that. We thought that To'o was going to be on the left wing, Taruva was going to take the right, but it looks like To'o has just stayed on the right wing and Taruva's got that really nice left, left wing position. So... Bit of concern there was, for Toto being on the right. I was disappointed with both. Of course, you're going to be more disappointed with Toto, but I think if you're playing a game where where it goes out wide and Panthers are going to be playing in, if they can pick up their act, going to be playing in a lot of games where they're winning footy, um, there's still going to be a lot of points for both wingers. I played them both on the weekend. I was disappointed with both because I probably thought even Taruva was going to outscore 40, so... Yeah, definitely. And mate, Ghana, uh, did you start with Ghana this year? No. No, neither. No. Um, big concerns with him and his role. I mean, with Jamin Salmon on the bench, took the last, I think, 20-odd, 25 minutes. So I think Ghana only played 55. Um, that's, a, that's a concern considering everybody's banking on the fact that Luke Ghana was going to have an 80-minute left edge role at, at Penrith. So it doesn't look like that's the case. Yeah, and I think he went down in ownership um, for a lot of reasons. I know a lot of people at work and stuff that I was talking to did have Luke Garner in their team. It was purely that price. But I think for 400K, I'm going to want a guy that I can rely on every week and I'm going to need more minutes and probably more talent than that. So, For sure. And, mate, very quickly, Katoni Staggs, hold those tears in because I know you started with him as a bit of a punt. Mate, the Katoni yeah. Staggs roller coaster continues. He honestly did exactly what I said when I was leading in to it. Um, but yeah, I just, I just had a feeling and sometimes you just got to go with your gut and sometimes you get it wrong. Um, again, it was one of those games where it didn't get out, out to the wings. Um, you'll notice all our other wingers and center scored relatively poorly as well. Yeah. I'm, I'm not reading too much into it and I don't think I'll overreact unless I want to use that, that price tag. We were playing, you know, the best team in the comp that won the last, the last couple. I'm not going to read too much into it, but 29 is definitely disappointing. Yeah, yep. tough, tough. You, you want, I mean, that's that's why you picked him for the upside, right? But you, you've got to ride the roller coaster of Katoni Sags, just like guys like Josh Adokar and all, all the other ones with high upside. So, honestly, man, that's the first time I felt disappointing about disappointed about uh, picking Katoni Stags because when you pick a guy from your team, you're just happy when they win. So, um, yeah, thanks for making me feel shit. <laughs> let's move on that's enough about the broncos um manly versus it is it's plenty we've, we've talked about them way too much but uh a team we haven't talked about is the manly sea eagles who looked quality on the weekend saturday 3 p.m game against the bulldogs and they absolutely murdered them 31 to 6 um let me ask you this is ruben garrick now a must-have in your center wing no no i'm gonna say he is no, the Bulldogs were freaking awful. They're not going to be playing the Bulldogs every week. He no, looked but... tremendous with Turbo, and I see that connection there. But if you've got 900K, I'm waiting for Nico to come back. Sorry. Yeah, I think you've got to toss up whether you want Nico or whether you want Garrick. You can't really have both. But honestly, man, there's an... Manly look good, regardless of who they're playing. I know Bulldogs were bad, but regardless of who they're playing and regardless of what the opposition were doing, their structures look great. Um, they moved the ball well. Turbo looked—he was on one leg and he just decimated blokes. And Ruben Garrick, I prefer Ruben Garrick on the wing 
than I do at fullback from last year for the majority of the season. He scored a double and got 112 points. Uh, goal kicking on a good team. I mean, they're not going to play at Four Pints Park every week, though, are they? So no, it, it was the perfect weather. The Bulldogs were terrible. Um, yeah, look, there is plenty of base there. And I love Garrick. I had him for a lot of last year, but I just don't consider him a must-have. I'd almost say that eventually you're going to need him. So it might not be right now and it might not be the right time, but I reckon eventually everyone's going to be talking about how can I get Garrick in my team. So definitely worth uh, worth talking about there. Um, mate, Tommy Turbo, big comeback, 97. Uh, big upgrade as well. I think he was 73. So I think he got a 25-point 20, upgrade or something like that. Yeah. He, he looked like he was in first gear and he nearly cracked a ton. He looked good. Um, just, you know, a couple couple of things. Like you saw that big that big sweeping pass that he went to do and it just sort of went over the touchline. Um, if he can score 97 while well, clunky, um, I said it during about nearly every other podcast that we had because he was one of the first guys I added that he can cover 59 on one leg. Mate, he was on one and a half legs and uh, nearly turned up. Crazy. Crazy. He, I mean, if you didn't start with him, you're way behind the eight ball at the moment anyway. But, I mean, you probably went with Latrell and Teddy if you didn't start with Turbo, which and you wouldn't be overly disappointed with that either. You just you paid an extra 300K to get 20 less points. Just same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think what did Latrell finish with 70-odd? So, yeah. Um, yeah, mate, that Turbo's a must-have. Um, mainly have the buy next <laughs> week as well, which is relevant to talk about as well. So if you don't have Turbo, you're waiting until round three to pick him up anyway. Yep. Um, I think we should at least chat about Daily Cherry Evans, 120. With a hat-trick. That's yep. what deters me, is that yeah. the fact that he had to score three tries and 51 points, I think, if my maths is correct, in uh, and also add the line breaks in and, and all that extra stuff that he got with those tries. Um, if, if someone's scoring a hat-trick, I'm wanting 150. Uh, I'm not wanting yep. 119. I'm a harsh critic, but Daily Cherry Evans, not goal-kicking as a half. I'm not a huge fan, and I feel like he's not going to score a hat trick every week. And if he didn't score a hat trick, he would have scored fifty-five to sixty. Would we even yeah, be talking is, about him? Which is super important to note, and we're going to have exactly the same conversation about Jermaine Asako in a minute. Um, but he is a lot more expensive, and he plays Origin. Just don't see that hundred and twenty, and uh, and just add him in. Don't drop Cleary if anybody's thinking about it. And you haven't played much Supercoach before. If you see Cleary score fifty and Daly score one hundred and nineteen, uh, just press the little tab button, work out how he got his points, and uh, yeah, you know they're not going to be playing the Bulldogs every week. He's probably never going to score three tries in a game again. So, and the Bulldogs will come good eventually. It's just going to take them a while to get those um, edge connections going. Yeah, I mean, yeah, before, I'm ragging because move... they were awful this week, um, but they do have a lot of quality players. That's why we've looked <laughs> at them and chatted about them so much. That's right, and it's round one. Um, don't panic just yet. I think the other Manly players we want to quickly touch on before we move to the Bulldogs, Gerbo, everyone was pretty excited about him at prop, and his work rate was great, and he did all the right things at prop. He just didn't get any attacking stats, so it was all pure base. I think he ended up so, with 47 or 48. So when so when Kepi got dropped to the bench, who went to um, to lock? Um, it was uh, the prop Alloyer, Josh Alloyer, yep. started at lock, yep. but he only played the first 15 or 20 and then Kepi came on. So I think Kepi yep. still ended up playing 50 minutes. So, um, 
bit of a, uh, I guess, misleading for, for people that thought they were grabbing him because he was going to be starting lock. He kind of still did play the role I expected him to play, except I didn't start with him. Did you trade him out when the, he got named on the bench? Yeah, I traded him out to um to Davey, um, which, you know, we'll chat about in a minute, but that was still, I just freed up 50, 50K because um, I thought that, that he could probably score 50 starting. So, yeah, not upset. All good. Um, yeah, but play good minutes and you'd be happy if you had him. Um, those few people that um, that were looking at some of these other players, you'd be pretty disappointed with Olokuatu. Um, but Cherry Evans probably usually passes a few of those that he scored. Um, yeah, 53 for Olokuatu. You're not, I mean, I'm not super upset with that. I mean, you're just paying a little bit too much for 53s. Um, yep. But he's a guy I'll look at if his price drops for sure. Quality player. I had him for the majority of the season last year, so I'm not upset with that. Tuolangi is a guy that uh, people were jumping on as a bit of a pot option as well, thinking that he was going to be this base stat beast from 2021. And everyone forgot about his 2022 stats of 0.6 PPM, and he ended up with <laughs> a 38 um, in 80 minutes. Disappointing. Yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So yeah, Just sort of a mid-tier bloke getting mid-tier scores. That's it. Mids get mids. Breed Marnie didn't get a mid-tier score, though. He um, no. was the best on park for the Bulldogs, 76. Um, probably the only bloke that I would look at in this team and consider to even think about having in my supercoach team based on round one. Yeah, I think Max King, um, you know, did a, did a lot of work in there too. Um, but, yeah, Red Marnie looked really good. Um, he looked like he was tr- at least trying something and trying to put the team on his back and his score, score sort of reflects it. That was a good try he scored too. So, Yeah, absolutely, mate. And and the one more or a couple of things. Uh, firstly, Pele, nine minutes. That's not good. Oh, rest in peace to the people that added him last minute. Um, yeah. Especially, like, I saw some people go Kepi to Pele. I'm a so lot thankful of people. I dodged that. Yeah, me too. Me too. We got lucky with Davey Moali. But anyway, uh, the one big talking point that I want to bring up is the fact that Viliami Kikau's kicking license is now being revoked permanently. He will never be able to kick at a football ever again in an NRL game. Uh, no. I don't know. Did you see it? it <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I must have missed I'm it. actually not sure what Burton was doing. So Burton got the ball on the fifth. And he was like one out from the from the ruck and just passed it to Kikau. I'm like, mate, you got the biggest boot in the NRL. What are you doing passing yeah. to the second rower? Um, it's the fifth tackle. Do your job. So that that's a massive concern. I'm not quite sure what Burton was doing there. And, and Burton, the kick out, the fox edge looked just awful. Um, that's going to take some time to come together. Look, I think there was a lot of pressure on these guys, and it definitely showed. Like, they're young. 
look, I think that they'll be able to put it together, um, but I'm very glad that I dodged that Burton bullet. Um, He was sitting in my team. I think both of us said that they were locks. Um, Both of us said that we could have them as keepers throughout the year. I'm so glad that maybe there's another discount coming before he can put his shit together because that was – it was a very ordinary game of footy from from kick-out in Burton. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, Give them time, though. They'll come together. And it fed back down. Like, let's talk about some popular cheapies in this team. Um, Perham ended up with 33. Um, you're going to want more than that, spending 380K. Uh, Preston got 25. Well, at the very least, at least you only paid 200K for him. Um, Alamotti got 22. At least you only paid 200K for him. I had Preston and Alamotti in my team. Um, and, yeah, I think when they're playing... Sea Eagles look great. I think when they're playing a worse team, um, I'm not going to be playing them any week until I see a bit more. Um, but maybe maybe we can get a bit of a price rise out of them. Yeah, yeah, I'm not concerned about those guys. I mean, you paid basement price, so you expect 20s and 30s, and you can't be upset, can you? Um, no. But, mate, halfway through, four games in, a uh, couple of things. If you haven't, hit subscribe, hit like if you, if you value the content. Follow us on Spotify, Apple, all the podcasts, all the places you'll see us. You'll find us everywhere. Uh, to make sure you don't miss any of these episodes, we'll be continuing to do the Sunday roast where we talk through all things uh, from the week gone, and we'll also be doing Teamless Tuesday every single week. So make sure to hit those uh, that subscribe button. And also, if you haven't joined our group code yet, our unlimited code on Supercoach, it's 451840. It's on the screen here if you're watching us on YouTube. If you're listening to us, 451840 to join in. We're going to be closing off entry pretty soon so make sure to get in uh to that so you can go in the running to win a super coach champions ring and a episode with us on the podcast um yeah let's lead right into the cowboys v the raiders uh 1918 uh cowboys came out gangbusters and um yeah and then sort of sort of faded away in the second half uh yeah ricky's raiders come back and um I suppose it's the battle of two halves. Cowboys looked tremendous in the first half and Raiders looked uh, tremendous in the second half. Um, But super coach wise, um, I had the top three scoring Cowboys in my team. Uh, Reese Robson, Val Holmes and Ruben Cotter. Um, All in that sort of 60s and 70s. And I think if they could have kept their, um, I suppose their foot on the gas a bit further into the second half, uh, we would have been looking at more. Um, who, Who do you have out of those guys? Just, uh, I had Val Holmes and Ruben Cotter in this game. Um, I, I think you get what you paid for with those guys. You you get you pay for sixties, you get sixties as a minimum. I'm I'm not upset. I'm pretty happy with that. I'll bank that. Um, I didn't have Reese Robson, but that's that's a really good get. Um, he would have outscored Harry Grant, I think, if he didn't get that try at the end. So I think our uh, our take on Reese Robson's pretty pretty alive at this point still. Um, I tell you what, uh, you've just scraped over the line in our bolter bet, though, after upgrades, because I backed <laughs> I in see that. Joey Tarpany to get uh, less than 55 average in the first four games of the season. So he scraped in with a 56 in 51 minutes. Um, not convincing for me. And this is the reason why I probably wanted to go against him initially is because we know that his minutes are going to take some time to build up throughout the season. It always happens every single year. Uh, people were hoping he was going to come in and be that base stat beast of nine, 80 or 90 average like he was in the middle of the season, and that's just not going to happen with Tarpany to start the year. 
Yeah, and he's priced at a, um, I think, a 65 average or something anyway. So it's still a good result not having him and hopefully getting that discount because I know that he's definitely somebody that I'll be looking over that origin period having that Kiwi accent. So. Yeah, for sure. Mate, uh, a guy that doesn't have a Kiwi accent, Scotty Drinkbalter. Uh, he scored two Oof. tries and a try assist and still got sub fi- sub 60, got 59. Yeah, that's so filth. That's concerned with very minimal base stats. We knew we knew that this was going to happen. He relies very, very heavily on score, uh, on attacking stats. I think he does have those attacking stats very often, though. Like, you know, you look at those hundreds that he scored last year. It was a lot of attacking stats. And if the Cowboys are as good as they are, as they were last year, um, we're going to be seeing better scores than 59. But it is concerning, especially would you be that disappointed if you had him instead of, say, a Teddy or something? You would have saved 100K for the same score. So, Yeah, I think long-term I'm more than happy to have Teddy knowing that oh, he'll come he'll long- score your 120s, 130s and be pretty consistent. I'm not upset. Um. But- Anybody else that's worth talking about in the Cowboys? They were pretty mediocre. I actually expected a bit more from them. Let me tell you who I would be upset with, mate. Um, the first one is Hudson Young. So if you're paying 600 plus 1000 for a second rower and getting 39, I'd be annoyed. Uh, and we, we called this again in the preseason when we talked about the Raiders. We said Hudson Young is not going to score, what was it, 14 tries or something it was last year. Yep. Um, so he's priced at that, averaging a 60-odd. Uh, that's not going to happen again, and it didn't, 39. So that's that's what you're going to get from Hudson Young. Um, and another guy I'd be upset about is Jeremiah Nanai. So, yeah. again, we called this one too. Jeremiah Nanai finished with, tw- was it 29? 27 he finished with. That's awful for 660,000. So um, pretty disappointing from him as well. So that's what you uh, that's what you get I guess you've got to take the risk of getting those low 20s and 30s when you've got really high attacking reliant players like like Nanai and Hudson Young so um, yeah and I, you know Telagi scored scored a try um, got 57 uh, looked really good on that side with the old eye test um, but yeah I think you know Tamalolo was middling um, if you're taking a punt there um, you know Corey Horsburgh Harawira and Ira, uh, the job sharing is sort of there. So you're just going to get middling scores all around. Um, yeah, not too much super coach relevant there. I saw some guys added Harley Smith's shields. I suppose for a cheapie, he scored what you expected out of him. Yeah, you got the same as you would have got from Isaac Thompson or, or someone like that anyway. So yeah, even Hayes Pair of all those sort of blokes. Yeah. Pretty stock standard, really. Um, mate, let's move on. Sharks lost to the Rabbitohs 27 18. Um, big talking point this. here is yeah, it was a banger game. I really enjoyed it as well. But the big talking point here is Latrell Mitchell, um, potentially down with a PCL injury, so he managed to finish the game. Um, but there's a, I suppose if you're if you're owning him at eight hundred ninety thousand or whatever he's priced at, you'd be a little bit concerned seeing how hampered he was at the back end of the game. Yeah, and if you know, and if you've been watching our podcast, you were probably going, you know, Turbo and Teddy over. Latrell, but a lot of people, you know, have gone against the grain. And if you have Latrell, it's just a super easy swap to Turbo, isn't it? Yeah, save yourself 300K. Nice yeah. little downgrade. Like this injury is concerning. 
It is. I think the one thing with the NRL physios on top of this kind of stuff, and and he basically said with PCL injuries, it's a stability issue. Um, it's a mobility issue, but it probably won't see him missing any games. It's just a performance-based thing. So you, you would be a little bit concerned owning Latrell, knowing that he is going to be a little bit hampered. And if anything, if you're injured and you've got a player that's injured at that price, you'd want them not to play, wouldn't you? So that they don't just plummet in price. Um, so if anything... You'd probably rather it be something a little bit more serious and you can easily trade or drop knowing that yep. uh, he's not going to drop in price. But yeah, he'll probably yep. play through this based on but based on that, but you might see a little bit of a dip in performance from Latrell over the next few weeks. Yeah. So did you expect the Sharks to be this? I thought that they were actually relatively impressive without Nika. They, yeah, um, they were good. I think they... I think they put up a really good fight, um, but there's some really, really high scores through the Rabbitohs, isn't there? Massive, massive. Man, Campbell Graham, 109 with a double. I mean, everybody talks about Campbell Graham as his, with, with the base stats that he put up last year. He's got one of the highest bases as a center wing, um, but he absolutely carved them up on that right side. So that that's super positive. Um, not someone I'm going to look at, not initially anyway, based on his price, but... You, you can't go wrong with Campbell Graham. You're going to get a 50 or a 60 every yes. single week and so, then add the so attack. I, I added him in the other code, NRL Fantasy, that naughty word that we um, that we talk every now and then about um, because of that base stat. And then you get double. Like um, very, very – I was – that was probably the one game that I was sitting there watching my NRL Fantasy score over my uh, Supercoach scores because I actually had very little from either team. Um, but you'd be happy. You'd be – ecstatic cam murray he is somebody that is a bit more he is somebody that's must own really i don't i'm have gonna him. rip my team apart and get him yeah i'm gonna rip my team apart this week to get him he's one trade that i need i need to get cam cam murray i i stuck strong I, we were talking throughout the weekend and i was gonna say i'm gonna go down from david nofaluma to tommy talao or somebody around that price range and i'm gonna get cam murray in instead of teague wilton I probably would have been about net 60 points ahead if I did that, but I didn't want to be that guy that runs a podcast and talks about my trades and then backflips on them at the end. I'm always yep. going to be transparent. If I say I'm going to do a trade in the pod, I'll do it. Um, but you can guarantee that I'll be finding a way to get Cam Murray in my team this week. Yeah. I will at least be looking at it. Um, will you be looking at Lachlan Ilias though? I won't, but, mate, how good was he? Second coming of Andrew Johns, I reckon, Lachlan Elias. This is his world. We're he just looked, living in it. He looked exceptional. And uh, did you own him last year? Yeah, yeah. I mean, most people that knew what they were doing probably had him um, as their reserve halfback for half the year. And it was such a slow burn and it was so frustrating because um, I was hoping for somebody much – I basically did – what I'm doing with Tanner Boyd this year. I was hoping there were some weeks that I could play him and they just never came. Um, after seeing that performance, it's coming. Um, he was good. He was really good. I'm going to need and to see a bit more. Because we've got so many good stocks, good good players, good options in the halfback position, I don't think he's a look at the moment. But, mate, if he can keep this up, he's going to tempt some people come around 5-6. Um, but I tell you who isn't going to tempt me, Trindle. As good as he was, I'm not. I'm not looking at Braden Trendle to come into my team. Timmy um, scored. He scored eight points in the second half and gave us exactly what I talked about. Um, he's he's did he score a try and a forty twenty? 
and he only scored, scored forty five. Yeah, yep, yep. Cool. I mean, he, cool man. He, he good, passed the good eye job test. Calling me out. He he passed the eye test though with Trindle. Like he he looked good. It just didn't translate. We've got a lot of good footballers out there that just don't translate to super coach points. They're good organizers. Looked like Chrissy Sandow out there. He did. He did, um, mate. But uh, I was winding people up on Twitter, basically saying Nico Hines is going to struggle coming back into this team with Tricky Trindle. But, oh, uh, speaking that's... about a wind up on Twitter, talk me through Teague Wilton, mate. How I got bailed out. I'll admit I got bailed out as an owner <laughs> with Teague Wilton getting that try at the end. Um, Sixty-seven. He finished on after updates as well. I'm I'm stoked about that. Um, he looked pretty ordinary, um, but also mm-hmm. so did Matt Moylan, who I think will be the determining factor as to how good Teague Wilton is on that edge and how much good ball he gets. He made a couple of really bad defensive reads, a couple of errors, not much, not much good to come from that. And the fact that he's still got a 67, and I know it's a, there's a try involved, um, but oh. again, it's just a plus 17. He didn't get the extras from the line break or anything else like that. He just dived on a kick. Um, I mean, you're he looking at probably scorer, 50 and you're looking at 50 in base and exactly you're picking Teague Wilton because he is a left edge threat to score. Uh, and we know that the Sharks love the right to left. And we also need to remember that Nico Hines is not in this team right now. So for me, I'm not selling Teague Wilton on us until I see him off the back of Nico Hines playing as well. But, but if this week has told me anything as a non-owner, I'm not adding him until Nico's back. Yeah, oh, for sure. If you don't so, own him, so you're not like picking just him up super, now. So, so, yeah, so just like, oh, how do I say this? It's just another middle second row with middling results that we got, that you got bailed out um, yep. with a 67. And it just goes to show I won't own Teague Wilton until Nico's back. But when Nico's back, um, there's enough there. Yeah, he's that a, base, he's a that base sure. is enough. Um, yep. I don't think he's going to go up in up too much until Nico's back. Just remember the 17 from the try we're talking about, right? That's still 50 in base from having a poor game. Yep. So yep. Yep. he, he oh, wasn't 50. as bad as people remember. Like everybody thinks that he had a stinker and he still scored 50. Yeah, he was on 26, I think, with 60 minutes through. And yep. that's when I made my Twitter post. And, um, and yeah, and then, you know, people obviously saw it about 20 minutes later and I got absolutely ripped to shreds. Um, but a lot of that was update too. Yeah. Yeah, he. I think he finished on 53 or something. So he, he got yep. a nice update there. Um, so, mate, the so, last talking point with these guys is just Isaac Thompson, who's relatively highly owned. I think he finished at about 18% ownership. He finished with a 34. And yep. um, your boy, Davey Moali, 38. Yeah, uh, 43 he finished on. Um, he got he got oh, updated, go. actually. Actually, oh, really lovely. Um, yeah, really good. A really good cash cow. I'm really glad that I moved from Kepi to Moali. Um, obviously, you know, we're watching the team lists and you see what happens. We're tweeting out when people are out. Just follow us on Twitter. Um, you'll see, you know, the news that Kepi's out. I said that my play was to go to Devi Moali. Um, and yeah, really happy with that. Um, but if I can take anything from looking at the Sharks, I think Cam McInnes played... Not a lot of minutes, but still scored 54. The second this guy gets some opportunity, again, the same as last year, as soon as Ken McInnes is too good to be playing in that role. If he gets more minutes, he's on my team. And with Wade Graham um, just getting three weeks for that uh, kamikaze, um, yeah, it could be it could be as early as next week. 
He only had 29 minutes. 29, 29 minutes, minutes for 54. He is that good. We saw what he could do last year when he got an extended run, and that's why people picked him up because he played lock. Um, he just is a workhorse through the middle. So absolutely, I'm, I'm 100% on that train if, if he gets an extended run or uh, Fanukin goes down or someone along those lines and he gets uh, a starting gig for sure. You've got to look at him. Yeah. Mate, Sunday, today, the game's this afternoon. Um, two oh, upsets yeah. based on how they were priced. One of them, fin, one of the biggest upsets up. of the year. Fins up. Mate. This, is, fin, this could have been the biggest upset I've ever seen. 28 to 18, the Dolphins beat the Roosters. The Roosters were awful, absolutely terrible. I mean, the only th- positives that I can take from the Roosters, there's two. Uh, Joseph Sawali looked really, really good on both ends. He looked uh, great in attack. He looked threatening. He looked good under the high ball. And then on defense, he put some absolute bangers on, man. Some of those tackles that he made, those really good reads from the outside, he was best on park for the Roosters by far. Yeah, but what worries me is you say that, and I did it during the game. I tweeted out, like, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, I swiped right on Suwali on Tinder. But then I, I looked at the score and expect him to be on 60 or 70, and he's on 40. Yeah. And that's the risk with him. And that's why, yeah, great footballer, looked awesome, passed the eye test, but just didn't convert to super coach points. And that's what we need to look at is, are these guys going to be amazing players that just aren't super coach relevant players? And now that he's in the centers, there's a risk he could become that kind of guy. Yeah. The um, second best player on the park from the Roosters, and we probably should be focusing on the Dolphins because like this was tremendous, but Lindsay Collins looked really good with 61. Yeah, he was solid, wasn't he? Just meat and potatoes, just did his work. No fuss. You you get what you what you paid for. You got more than what you paid for if you picked up. Oh, well, yeah, he's only he's only four hundred and fifty k. Um, I think his break even was forty three or something, and that's fantastic. You're going to be super happy with that. Um, he's somebody that I'll probably look at at that mid tier. But I did sort of get a get the right hit on on Cotter and get the right hit on Welch. It's hard to fit him in, but they're not going to play this bad every week, surely. I wouldn't have thought so. I mean, look, they looked ordinary in the first trial as well. Like it, there were some signs there. I think people were just looking towards round one and going, oh, Roosters are going to versus the Dolphins round one. Dolphins are going to be terrible. So everyone's just you, tried to you wipe and me that included. from their memory. Oh, absolutely. You I was all included. aboard that. Um, I mean, I was, the, I was the Roosters' biggest fan thinking they're going to win the comp. And, and look, they, don't get me wrong. This is round one. Let's not overreact. But there are some concerns there. They they did look bad. Um Mate, Teddy's struggling to get going. Did you captain Teddy today? I did. Yeah, I did. me too. Um, but honestly, most people, I think it was more than 60% of the Supercoach community, and let's face it, most of that that's probably anybody who's really competing, uh, captain either Teddy or, or Cleary. So it pretty much evens out. There, there was a pod captaincy in, in uh, Turbo, uh, and obviously that paid off for those people. who got 97 in upgrades. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not too worried about my captain choice this year, uh, this week, because it, it went the same way as everybody else. Yeah, and don't get off the um, the cheese train um, if you didn't get the chance to watch this, um, because there was HIA, there was injury. He got absolutely smashed. I don't know what cheese did to Felice Kafusi when they were playing, but he did not miss him. He knocked him in the last week. There was a there was a target on Cheese's back. 
all game, wasn't there? They were going hard at yep. him all game. Yeah, well, so. it was the Bromwich boys, and uh, and oh, I reckon Cheese would have an open mouth a lot of the time. So absolutely, absolutely, mate. You've had an open mouth about Asako. Well, and... yeah, I he was my uh, he was my Smokey, mate. Good start to the year, hundred and ten. Um, oh, like I didn't didn't put my money where my mouth was. Um, I would not start him and will not start him next week. Um, I think the boys got up for this game. Um, they looked tremendous. JMK looked good. Um, Asako looked good. Hammer did look good. But yeah, I think Gilbert looked ordinary. Um, I don't think they'll be scoring twenty eight points every week. Um, I don't want to be negative on the Dolphins because you just need to take away that they played a. Tremendous game of footy. They got up. They're in front of 32,000, which is probably the most amount of people they're going to be up against until they play the Broncos. Um, But, yeah, I don't want to take too much away from them, but I won't be rushing to add a lot of these Dolphins players. No, that's right. I think the inaugural game for the club, everyone's up for Wayne Bennett. Everyone knows the. Um, the narrative around how Wayne Bennett in 1988 took the Broncos' first game against premiership contenders and they knocked them off. And there was a, there was a big push there for Wayne Bennett to make sure that that happened again here. Um, can they back that up next week? I don't know if we'll ever see the Roosters play as bad as they played today. Um, and I'm not sure we'll ever see the Dolphins play. Oh, well, this year, play see the Dolphins play as well as they did today. They were tremendous. Fun fact, Trent Robinson has only won three out of 11 games uh, in his career in round one. So very, very yeah, right. bad first round starter, Trent Robinson, is in his career as a coach. So yep. um, just one more, actually, Sam Walker looked good. Should, um, yeah, I'm not upset yeah. about Sam Walker's score. I think he finished with, what, 60-odd? 60, 60 oh, exactly. Had yep. I had him as a reserve in halfback, and I was, you know, oh, 60 is good. I can take that. Um I was taking him for his upside, though, and hoping that Roosters were going to pile some points on and get some extra goal-kicking points. Um, so yep. didn't exactly go to plan, but, mate, the, the guy that everybody's going to be a little bit upset about that people were high on was Egan Butcher. I don't yep. know. Did you did you watch the game? Yes. Yes, I did. Yeah, negative yeah. 16 in, in negative stats, minus 16. So you made the lots mistakes. of errors he and issues. get that 10 to... Um... I wouldn't trade him if I had him, but he's definitely not an ad for me. I actually expected to – I was watching Egan Butcher, wanting Egan Butcher all week. Um, I just – you know, I had that sort of 420K. You know, I was high on Neocore. But, yeah, really happy that I dodged this game at the very least. Um, People that took Hammer would be pretty happy though. We've been – because we've been basically bashing the bloke all preseason. Yeah. And he finished with 79. Yeah, he hammered us. Um, scored the first try in Dolphins history. Um, yeah. Oh. Look, it's it's a wait and see. I'll eat humble pie and add him week three if I need to. Um, I'm going to need to see a bit more than this. I'm still concerned about the Dolphins, though. Don't get me wrong. Like, we, we look at the Dolphins scoring 28 points. Are they going to do that every week? I don't think so. Um there was a lot. Yeah. There was a lot of ownership in the Dolphins too, um, which we should address. Um, Tom Gilbert, fifty-four, sort of exactly what we said. I think this was sort of his ceiling. This was a really good game, um, but he was priced at a forty-eight average. And if you're spending five hundred k, you probably want more than more than that from him. 
um, Isaiah Katoa. He only just covered his break even. Um, and he was priced at 230K. Uh, Ray Stone, 27. Again, only just covered his break even. And he was a cheapie. Um, yeah. Just proceed with caution. For sure. I think they've scored the third most as a team, third most super coach points for the round um, total mm. as a team. And that's not going to happen every single week. Oh, sorry, fourth most. Um, yeah. You've got to watch. You've got to continue to watch another week and see whether they can back this up. And don't get me wrong, I'll, I'm more than happy like you to eat humble pie in round five or six if if these guys are just tearing it up and, and they look really good. You get them then. Yeah. And a lot of these guys were priced with playing for really good teams like, um, you know, Jeremy Marshall King and everything. Um, he, I don't see Jeremy Marshall King getting those line breaks every week. I don't see Mark Nichols getting those tries every week. You know what I mean? Like, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Let's not overreact. Um, let's just settle down after we've had our fins up beers. And, um, yeah, just just chill out, look at it for the week that it was, see what happens next week. And if we start to see trends, then we'll adjust. For sure. Mate, last game, Tigers versus Titans. I'm pretty disappointed. I watched the whole game. Um, I mean, I watched nearly every game this week. I think the only game I missed was the Cowboys and the Sharks. Um, but, mate, Tigers were ordinary. Um, but, again, it's the same thing as what we're expecting from the Bulldogs. When it, They've got so many new personnel in this team, new combinations, new new players. It's going to take them a while to get into their work. It's going to take them a while to come good. But I tell you who did look outstanding was Adam Dewey. He was quality, wasn't he? He was tremendous, that try. Um, just put him on his back. I... I think in the forwards they didn't fire today, and I think with the quality of blokes like Clamour, IPAP, Offen Gowie, uh, it's coming. I think. Let's not talk about how bad the Titans were. Uh, the Tigers were. Let's talk about how good the Titans were. Like, we're to, they did not look clunky at all. Like a lot of these teams, they were firing. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised. Because the Titans are a point-scoring team. They don't play a lot of D, but I tell you what, they can score points against the best of them. They can score points against the best teams. Um, for feeder, and the Tigers aren't that yet. So. That's, no, not even close. And, and you know, we play a very attacking brand of football at the Tigers, and, you know, defense has never been something that we've been good at. So I'm not surprised that we – I mean, they only scored 22. I actually thought they'd score more. I thought it would be a 28 to 26 kind of game. So yep. the Titans defended really well. Um, and David Fafita, 82. Um, you'd be pretty happy with that, getting that. I think maybe after updates, that might be more too. He was in everything. Yeah, his work rate was huge. And because everybody talks about David Fafita being lazy and not wanting to get involved and sitting on his edge and doing nothing, I think being on the left edge now is going to help him. But Kieran Foran's injury, that could create a little bit of turmoil so, there. So Fafita was on Foz's side. Yeah. We've been the left talking edge. about Tanner Boyd this whole time. Yep. Um, but yeah, he was on Foz's side. Um, but yeah, that injury is concerning because Kieran Foran was the instigator. Yeah, he was. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what goes on there because, I mean, if he misses a few weeks, who comes in? Toby Sexton would come in then. So, I mean, we saw what they did last year with Toby Sexton. Um, it could it could plummet very quickly. Yep. Um, um, popular cheapies. Did you play Stefano this week? No, I didn't. He's on my bench, um, but he got yep. 41. So, I mean, for what you pay, 
you take that. I'm not upset. Really good. Really. Yeah. Um, Tanner Boyd, 35. Popular, very, very popular cheapy. 35 is probably around his break even. You probably want a bit more than 35 for Tanner Boyd. Yeah, he was 39, and I played him this week. A bit disappointed, really. Uh, hoping hoping updates, but I played him thinking he was on Fafita's side, and then a lot of these points at Fafita scoring, you know, you're going to have some line break assists and that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, a bit disappointing, and I won't be playing Tanner Boyd next week. No, no. Uh, Khan Pereira, six. And look, we got Khan Pereira knowing how potent he was and how good of a finisher he is and, and just how exciting he is as a player, but he doesn't have the base stats in him uh, like some other good options. And that's why he's 200,000 is because you, you're hoping that he gets over for a try and gets you 40 or 50. Uh, he didn't have that this game. Mate, if if I'm down 100, I'll probably put the VC on Cam Pereira one week this year. Yeah, uh, he's going to get you 120 or he's going to get you 10. So yep. bit of bit of Josh Addo Carr vibes from uh Carl yes. Pereira at the moment. Definitely. Mate, Tommy um, Talao is another one that was a very popular cheapie that only got 18, and it looked like he's injured as well. Um so he played, I think, the the second half on one leg, which is a, a pretty big concern for a lot of I think he was 18 or 19% owned, Tommy Talao. So red flags. With the, with all these moving parts, um, you know, you look at your Charlie Staines 26, Talao 18. Law 12. Yeah, look, you got to expect that out of your cheapies coming into the year. You can't hit on every cheapie, so don't be too disheartened. But if you've got Charlie Staines and he's 380k, there's there's some good blokes to slide across to. Maybe Jermaine Asako. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Goal kicker from the Dolphins who are scoring tons of points. Who would have thought? Tons. Um, mate, the guy that I took a punt on this week, David Nothaluma, only scored 33. So I'm pretty disappointed about that. But again, that was the risk that I was willing to take, no, knowing that the Tigers are usually a pretty good starting team. I mean, the logic was there to probably fade the Tigers initially, but I think emotion probably played into this pick a little bit for me. But um, at the end of the day, it gives me an option now to downgrade to the best cheapy option in center wing, and then I can find that money for Cam Murray at worst case if I really wanted to go down that road. The funny thing about Supercoach is it's attached to the NRL and both of us all season have been sitting here saying, don't let emotions get in the way. But I tell you what, just before the game started, I added Katoni Staggs and you added Nofaluma. At the end yep. of the day, we want to see our boys succeed. And um, yeah, uh, you just sort of yeah, wish you were a wave. Dolph- dolphin supporter maybe. Yeah, fins up. Um, mate, let me tell you one thing that needs to happen. Coruscant needs to start for the Tigers. Not super coach related, but I think he needs to start and needs to play probably at least 60 minutes. I, I don't. I know that he didn't train much through the offseason, but you could see as soon as Coruscant came on, we had a little bit more structure. It looked a little bit better there. So, Well, well think about the fact that they were down 10 by the time he stepped onto the park and they were down 10 at the end of the game. That's it. There's your difference. Exactly right. 100%. 100%. But anyway, that's okay. We'll push on to week two. But, um, mate, that's that's all eight games done and dusted. We've covered all eight games in depth. We've gone through all the booms, the busts, the good stuff, the bad, the ugly. Um, have you thought much about what your trades are looking like at the moment? I know we'll probably confirm our thoughts on the Tuesday, Teamless Tuesday pod. But have you thought at the moment about what it's looking like? Look, I've had a bit of a, a think. Um, 
I have some really good downgrade options that I've sort of set up for myself. Um, but yeah, we'll I'll probably have a chat on it Tuesday when I when I have a bit more of a look. Katoni Stags getting me twenty nine for five hundred eleven, um, extremely disappointing. Um, Murata Niakore thirty four, also disappointing. I'm gonna try not to overreact, um, but if you're like us and you're looking at your Supercoach app every every ten minutes, it's gonna be extremely hard not to make a couple. Um, but yeah, look, I'm hoping I don't have to make any trades. Let's be honest. Yeah, I think the main message from me this week is to not overreact to those poor scores in round one because we know that they're there. We know that they were going to happen. Coming into this week, I think I knew that there was going to be some people that let us down or, or some popular cheapy options that didn't fire or, or some primos that didn't hit those heights we were expecting. So, um, mate, there's 27 rounds this year. It's a long season. So you've, you've got to trust in the fact that you did the the research and you looked in, you listened to a ton of podcasts and you you're not going to react off one round based on a couple of months of work. So, mate, that just about wraps us up. But uh, before we before we go, mate, where can people reach you? Because you're going to be talking a lot on your Twitter about uh, the trades that you're making and I guess the, the events of the NRL over the week. So where can everybody see that? Yeah, at SE underscore Matrix. Uh, when I do make a trade, I post it on there straight away. I do like to see people's reactions. Um but yeah, where can we find you? Same uh, on Twitter, brain underscore FS, just underneath here. If you're watching us on YouTube, you would have seen that all episode. So uh, lastly, make sure to subscribe, follow if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple. Uh, and lastly, our group code for NRL Supercoach Unlimited is 451840 to join in and, and hopefully go in the winning to win that championship ring. So guys, we'll be back on Tuesday. We will be going live moving forward as well. So we'll drop the time that we'll be going live um, over the next couple of days. It's something that we'll be working on moving forward just to get initial reactions out there on team lists and, and Sunday reviews. So look forward to that. Keep an eye out on the link to make sure that you follow along and uh, we'll keep you up to date on all things Molten Fantasy Sports moving forward. AFL boys are doing a great job over there as well. Um, and also with the NBA coming up and the draft coming up, we've got some exciting things planned for NBA with Matty Garrett coming on board at Molten. So Big things happening over here, boys, but we'll uh, we'll leave you with that. We'll see you on Tuesday to talk about all things team lists and round two. Until then, you've been listening to Molten Fantasy Sports, and we'll see you later. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 